Yo, what's going on, Fantasy Football family? Appreciate y'all hopping on, listening to us for another episode of Off The Line Fantasy Football Podcast. This is episode 49. Again, this is your boy, Eugene. You can follow me on Twitter at Fantasy Genes. That's G-E-N-E-S. You can all follow our official Twitter handle, Off The Line FF. And as always, I got my fellow Cowboys fan with me, the other host of the show, Ike. You can follow him at just underscore 09. How you doing today, man? How you feeling? Good, good, man. Um, Guess what? It is officially been one year since we started the show, November third. So November, uh, well, it's obviously November eighth now, but it's we're you know off the line. Fantasy football is one year old. Pretty pretty dope to you know you know to see us continue to do this thing every single week and see how much it's grown. You know what I'm saying? So um, just kind of kind of proud of what we've accomplished so, so far, and we got we got a long way to go. Still, there's we still got more milestones to climb. And I'm I'm excited about the future, but one year down, one year down. Man, I didn't. Even, you know what? I didn't even think about that before I hopped on. So I'm glad you reminded me. It is one year, man. It's been. It, it, it's funny how time flies when you when you having fun and talking football. Yeah, I know, right? Our one year, we have you know another big guest hopping on to talk football with us. We got our our boy Troy King. You know, you can follow him at, at T King Mode on Twitter and any. Social media platform you you can you can follow him at. He is uh, one of the hosts of the show for the TL show that they do on Tuesday nights, you know, from six to seven Central Time or seven to eight Eastern Time. But Troy, how you doing today? We appreciate you hopping on, man. Man, yo, listen, I didn't know it was the one year anniversary. This is special, <laughs> y'all. I want to say first yeah. congratulations to you guys, man. That is so awesome. I'm glad that I got appreciate to that. be a guest on this show, man. Again. Proud, you should be proud of your grind, putting the work that y'all put in. I'm excited to see what y'all gonna continue to do. And yeah, man, I'm really excited for this episode. I didn't, I mean, like I said, I didn't know until I said it, man. I didn't, you know, just didn't even think about it. So it's crazy. Yeah. You know, you know, it's a, a year I remember thinking about this like last year during the summertime and, you know, doing all the, you know, the test shows to make sure that we even sound good if this shit's even gonna work. But Bro, here we, we are. Like, we did like six, <laughs> we did like six test shows at least. I yeah. think. Yeah, we did yeah, a lot we did of test a lot. shows. Yeah. yeah, that's prep, man. That's what you gotta yeah. do. You grind it. You you grind it tape. <laughs> Get ready, <much. laughs> You grind and tape before you yeah. show. Watch watch the All film. Right, watch the film. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> All right, Troy. Real quick, um, you know, let the people where they can find your work at. You know, just everything that you got going on right now. No, I appreciate it, man. Look, y'all could find me. I'm with Destination Devi. So on Tuesdays, just like Gene was saying, on Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, me and Laquan Jones, we got TL Fantasy Football every single Tuesday. So make sure y'all check that out on the Destination Devi YouTube channel, as well as on Wednesdays. I'm also with Football Guys. So y'all can catch me with the Mailbag Show on Football Guys. You can check that YouTube channel with myself, Dave Kluge, and Victoria Geary. As well as on Thursdays, we back with the Destination Devi channel. So we do a halftime show. So me, Laquan Jones, and Samantha Ho, it's just a 10-minute quick recap of the first half and a preview of the second half. So make sure y'all check it out. I appreciate everybody. Yeah, you can find me at TK Mode, basically on all social media platforms. Twitter's my home base. And I appreciate y'all. Real quick, Gene. Real quick, Gene. It's really right. dope. It's also dope to, 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 have, to have a guest that has a verified check on Twitter. I'm just saying. 
<laughs> we are we are in the presence of greatness right now. Nah, <laughs> listen, and this is, and, and pre pre eight dollar check too. <laughs> pre, pre eight dollar check. Pre eight dollar check. Yeah. Nah, see how you that one in. Yeah. Nah, 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 nah. It's dope, man. I appreciate. It. Nah, it, it's cool, man. I said like, look, man. It, getting the check mark was dope, but like, it, it, look, it's just for me. I'm just grinding like y'all, man. It, it, the check mark is cool. I ain't gonna lie, and like, but. Like, yeah, just grinding, keeping my head down, always getting better every single day. Absolutely. I feel that that, that humble talk. I feel that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So at the beginning of every show, we like to you know recap our, our prize picks from the previous week. I went last week. I went one and one. I had the Jalen Waddle over 68 and a half receiving yards. I don't know why prize picks keeps it that low. It's a super. That's a smash every time. He's hit that line every time that two is started and finished the game. So he's been now seven of seven. So uh, I like that one in the D hop. I think I had seven receptions over seven receptions that missed. Kyler was ass. He was on his back pretty much the whole game. So that one did not hit. Yeah. Uh, and on my side, I had Justin Fields over 49 and a half rushing yards. Uh, I said it was a joke. He was averaging yeah. at least like 60 going into the game. And he, he, only set the NFL record, the single game rushing record for a quarterback um, in the game. So, I mean, I, obviously I didn't expect that, but come on. Like 49 and a half was insulting. Insulting to him, insulting to everybody who who, who bets. Um, but on the other side, Aaron Jones, he was he should have smashed against the Lions, but he got hurt. And he yep. was somehow outtouched by A.J. Dillon again for some reason. I don't know why that keeps happening. That that entire Green Bay, you know, Packers offense was was completely shitty uh, for, the, for the most part. And we'll, we'll get to them here in a second. Um, yeah, but yeah, Gene, back to you on the bold predictions. Yeah, bold predictions. We're also going to recap those from the previous week. I know uh, we dropped ours on Twitter. We didn't talk about it on here, but I had Terry McLaurin uh, be a wide receiver six uh, this past week, and that was a, a mission failure. Washington's <laughs> offense was not good at all. Just didn't just piss all over their legs <laughs> in front of the in front of the fans in front of the hoes, man. So you know, work out for me. <laughs> yeah, um, and then I had Chris Godwin being a top twelve wide receiver. Um, you know, every single week he, he he gets the volume. He has double digit targets in like the last like five games in a row. He had seven catches. He's usually hovering around six to seven catches a game, but he only had seven catches for thirty six yards. Like that that is gross. Yeah, so, uh, I, I saw a stat real quick that they they said his A dot has dropped like three yards from last year to this year, uh, even though the volume's there. I don't I mean, like, again, that contributes to part of their run game sucks. And that's because their are line is shitty. So, yeah, I mean, they're still like they're still passing, like uh, in terms of uh, passing, you know, pass rate over expectations are still like within, I think, the top five. So they're yeah. still the pass volume is still there for all the receivers. Just, they're not as efficient as they were last year. And that offense is, you know, they're scoring like around 16, 17 ish points a game, which is not, which is trash. Basically half, <laughs> but the, which is basically half of what they scored last year. They were around 30 points, uh, 30 yeah. points last year, 30 points in 2020. So, yeah, it's it's all bad for that Buccaneers offense. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and let's know, go ahead and start talking about some of these news and uh, quick reactions from the previous week. Yeah. Just yeah. Just in real quick, just can kind of continue on that. Like uh, just going back to the Packers. Let's let's just start there, please, because. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we can talk about them a lot about them. Why, 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 why do we continue to get this version of the Packers where they just don't use their two best, they don't use their best player um, as consistently as they should? Uh, like that was a game that they had no business losing. 
Aaron Rodgers threw, I think, three interceptions in the red zone. Against um, the worst defense in the league. Worst defense. <laughs> the worst defense in the league. And, you know, they only mustered up nine points. Like, somebody's got to, you know, I don't know. Somebody's got to tell me something, man. Like, what, what is going on with Green Bay? Somebody, please. So, <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll tackle this one. And I feel that enough people, and I know the wide receiver position is a little weird, but I think we need to start looking at the coach, man. I think we really need to start looking at the coach because your team can't be this sorry. Like, I don't care if your wide receiver core is led by Alan, you know, Alan Lazard. Like, you have... Aaron Rodgers, who's one of the best quarterbacks in the league, that game was all on him. All the mistakes that look, Aaron Rodgers, he's been a diva, right? And like, there's been a lot of games where you can blame the wide receivers and all that. All that was him. Sunday's game, he was absolutely terrible. He cost them the game. He was trash. And I don't know what's going on with him, but you got to look at the quarterback and you got to look at the coach because it had no answers and you can't lose five straight. Right? I think they lost five straight. It's like, okay, like something's gonna something gotta change. Like there has to be a dramatic change here. And right now with Aaron Rodgers, he's obviously not gonna be there forever. You gotta start looking to the future. So they're gonna probably get a high draft pick right now. So or do you take a quarterback? I don't know. But there's something that needs to change. They're not gonna be able to get a wide receiver. They try to get a wide receiver clearly they didn't make it happen. And it's to me it's insanity that Aaron Jones should be getting no less than 15 touches every single game because he's by far your best player. But it's just weird that they don't feature him. And A.J. Dillon, he just looks so much worse than he did last year. He's Again, he's a big dude, but he's been inefficient. He's not scoring touchdowns. Again, like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know if it's a play calling. I don't know what the problem is, but there needs to be a drastic change. Or And there is going to be a drastic change that's going to happen probably sooner rather than later, but Man, this team is just absolutely terrible to watch. Yeah, yeah, I, I get frustrated looking at their offense. And to your point about AJ Dillon, he's a he's a roster clocker, right? Let's just call it what yeah. it is. He's a roster clocker. <laughs> you, you can't you can't you can't start him. You can't play him. I know some people probably started him this past week because of the buys, all the buys that happened. Um, obviously, you didn't get shit from him uh, last week. Uh, even with all that, even with all that volume, hasn't scored a touchdown since week one. Like, there's a lot. You just you can't have him running out of shotgun. Like I, I, I watch, you know, some of the sometimes when I'm watching NFL Red Zone, they cut to the Green Bay games, and they're, you know, they have a they have him in shotgun, and and they're handing him handing him handing him the ball off to him, and they're motioning Aaron Jones out, and that just doesn't make any sense. Like you're using a big back that's not really that elusive. I think coming out of college, I don't I don't think he had the you know the the, the high you know a, a high rating amongst like all you know amongst draft pundits. So I think you know his draft pick in the second round was very very surprising um, to a lot of people, and you know he had a pretty good you know 2021 you know towards the end of the year, but this year, yeah, he just does not look like a a, a good running back at all, and I just yeah. I get frustrated. <laughs> it was all touchdown dependent last year. That's what really helped him, and then this year you don't you're not getting touchdowns. He's not getting any any premium targets. So what? He's nothing, basically. Um, and then just to go back to, like, the offense itself, it's weird. Like, we were hyped up about how we saw Robert Tunyon get used last week, and his usage dropped almost in half this week for whatever reason. They put, they kept using uh, – was Josiah DeGuara a lot. Then you also saw – Another reach in that terrible 2020 yeah. draft. <laughs> and then you also saw Tyler Davis get run. You saw – even Mercedes Lewis get run. Um, I mean, and then the wide receivers, I mean, your favorite wide receiver, Sammy Watkins, gets hurt. 
of course, what's new? Uh, Robert Do- uh, Romeo does played one snap. He gets hurt. So now you're depending on you know, what some uh, Torre and Amari Rogers. I mean, I don't know, man. Just and they won't give uh, Jones the ball. I, I, I mean, they deserve they deserve to lose. Honestly, I mean, you're not going to get your your best player to rock. And they get the Cowboys this week um, off yep. of the bye. So hopefully oh, and, 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 they're done. And, and, and Mike McCarthy's and Mike McCarthy's first game in Green Bay since 2018. So revenge, good luck revenge he's narrative. Definitely, he's definitely going to want to stump a foothold in their ass. We, we need we need to put 40 on them, no less than 40. But <laughs> since since we got Troy, since we got Troy on, we want to talk about the Dolphins, the Dolphins backfield. Yeah. Uh, that was a complete mess since Jeff Wilson got there. Jeff Wilson, he he produced, um, but. But Troy, go ahead and talk to us about the Dolphins' backfield. Like, what did we see? Like, ha- how can you make sense of this? Yo, listen, man. I feel like this is a sign of things to come because is that we saw Raheem Mostert just absolutely take over that backfield. Right, Chase Edmonds was absolutely ass. I'm glad that he shipped out. I that was one of my worst takes over the offseason. I thought, like, look, they're bringing him in. They're paying him all this money. He's going to be RB. And then the f- week one, the way he was used, like, okay, like, it was going along with that theme. But clearly the coaching staff's like, okay, like, you're trash. We're going to root. We're going to go to Raheem. And Raheem's like 31, turning 32 years old, right? And, and he's an injury. I don't like saying injury prone, but he's a guy who's been injured a lot in his career. Yeah. Let's be honest. So I didn't yeah. think that they would trust him to be the RB1. And now I think. Because they bring in Jeff Wilson, they want to see save Raheem Mostert for the season into the playoffs, right? Or possible playoff run. Because they know that, hey, we can't just use this 31-year-old who's had injury problems as a workhorse for the entire season. He's not going to be able to hold up. So I think Jeff Wilson coming in, and he's only been with the team for five days, but he's so familiar with the system. I was shocked that he got as much run as he did like i knew he was gonna be involved but not that involved so he just looked he looked great he had nine carries they both had the same amount of carries jeff wilson and raheem mostert but jeff wilson had 51 yards raheem mostert had 26 yards it's i didn't feel in that it's going to continue to be a split backfield but i think it's gonna lean you know jeff wilson i think jeff wilson is gonna take over that rb1 role it's gonna be a little gross but i think the way the run game is, and they both know the system so well. Like they know the system so well. So I think that both of them are gonna be flex play. Both of them are gonna be flex plays going forward. I who will see who scores, right? Because they both ended up scoring. So that's good for you, you know, if you're playing them, but it's gonna be hard to tell which one is gonna be the best. If my money's gonna be just on Jeff Wilson, we've seen him with the opportunities when he's the when he gets the opportunities. He produces consistently. Same thing with Raheem, but I don't know. I just think that, in my opinion, I don't know if the coaching staff agrees, but I just feel that you don't, you only want to give him so many touches because, again, you want to make sure he's healthy, you know, for the rest of the year. But that's the way to backfield the backfield in terms of usage. I think it's still going to be gross, maybe 60 40, Jeff Wilson. But yeah, I mean, I, I think. It's again, I think it's good for the Dolphins. They have two backs they can rely on now. And before it was only Raheem. But yeah, I'm really excited. And I think Mike McDaniels wants to run the ball. And the thing about the Dolphins is that they've struggled to run the ball. And Raheem also, he's looked good, but right, the Dolphins are passing a million times. And obviously, when you have guys like Tyreek and Jalen Waddle, you're going to pass the ball. But if we can, if the Dolphins can continue to run it, 
if they can run it similar to the way they ran it against Chicago, like if you use that tandem, it's only going to open up the pass even more. Like, what are you going to do? If you if they can run the ball and you got Tyreek and Waddle, like defense is going to have fits. Like you you can't stop it, right? So that yeah. that's my take on everything that's going on with that. Yeah, and then to your point about the Dolphins' offense, I think that the the, the saving grace is that they're a pretty damn good offense, and they're going to be in scoring position a lot. Um, <laughs> forward. So, you know, with those two outside receivers that teams are just basically terrified by, uh, you know, those, you know, those running backs who are going to be flex plays. It just de- depends on which one's going to fall in the end zone. So, you know, like you said earlier, so I, I, I like the Dolphins offense. And, you know, I'm, if I would, if I was trading for players, uh, for the rest of the season, I would be trading for, you know, Miami Dolphins players. Uh, oh, sure. absolutely. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because, because that offense is going to be, uh, going to continue to cook. And then back to Troy's point about the the running back room being a mess. I mean, they split the rush attempts. They split the routes ran from the running back position. Uh, Jeff Jeff Wilson had more targets per route run. But Raheem Mostert had all the inside the five-yard carries. He had all the two-minute offense. He had majority of the long and di- down and distance, which is seven or more yards to uh, from on third down or fourth down. So, but again, they – you could see that they trust, or not that they trust, is just that Jeff had he looked better carrying the rock than the Mostert did in the game. So got more I mean, juice. All those, yeah. Well, all those numbers is going to be a mess, man. Really, just it's a get- good mess, though. I feel like when you good have mess. a good offense, then yeah. it's like, yeah, because I feel like there's a mess when it comes to certain backfields that you don't know. But I feel like when you have a, such a high flying offense, you just want pieces. So it's a mess, yeah. but it's like okay, like there are worse flex plays that you can have than yeah. two running backs on a very offensive you know friendly offense yeah that yeah. makes sense yeah I, I i definitely feel that and like i like you said i'll definitely want one want to trade for a couple of these running backs hopefully i can get them for cheap because we're at that time of the year where you know running backs are going down and these two are are being rotated in a good offense let me get a piece of that um so yeah see, and just see what happens so i uh, yeah. i agree with that there yeah, and and another another messy backfield, but this is actually a bad offense. Let's go to the Rams backfield really quick. Terrible. Uh, I, I I don't know what to <laughs> I don't know what to make of this backfield either. We got Terrell Henderson who played twenty eight snaps, Malcolm Brown sixteen, Cam Akers eleven. Um, they they haven't been able to run the ball all season long. I think Cam Akers had like five carries for three yards or something along those lines. Um, it it could be to the fact that the Rams can't run the ball and also the matchups that he's had because the the running backs in that the other running backs in that backfield they haven't looked that much better than Cam Akers. Uh, Darrell Henderson, I mean, I'm sure he's he, he's probably the one that's looked the best, but has he? I mean, can you really definitively say that he's looked good this year? Probably not, right? Can you? <laughs> I would say good is a very strong word. I would yeah, say yeah, exactly. if, if you're in comparison to his. In competition. So if we're comparing Daryl Henderson to Cam Akers, Daryl Henderson way he looks way better than Cam Akers. Cam Akers, listen, he I was, I'm mad he had the audacity to want to get traded. Like, bro, you've been ass. You do not have any clout to want to get traded. That's why no one wanted to trade for him. They were practically begging, please, someone take you him. That was and nobody wanted telling. him. That was very was sad. Young. It was kind of yeah. sad, like to be yeah. honest. It's like, bro, and like, look, I know he dealt with the injury. He came back in a miraculous time, but my guy, you have not looked the same. You you look like a backup running back. That's what you do. You look like a third string running back right now. And 
I don't know if it's ever going to get better, but Daryl and a lot of it has to do with the offensive line not opening up holes. The offensive line is absolutely horrible, and no one expected that. So I feel like the running game isn't going to get improved because what are you going to do? Replace? I don't. It's week ten. Like the offense is going to be what it is. Like the O line yeah. is going to continue to be bad. It's yep. just more like, but I, if if I'm the Rams, I'm going to be like, okay, who's the best one? Daryl Henderson, let me give you the ball more than anyone else because Malcolm Brown is just Malcolm Brown. And Cam Akers has looked trash. So feed Daryl Henderson as much as you can because, again, he's not good. He hasn't looked good, but by comparison, he looks great (laughs) compared to the other guys. (laughs) I, I, I feel like that's the only thing you can do. Feed your best guy. Hopefully opens up the pass. Talent Target someone else that's not Cooper Cup, hopefully, and then Open up your offensive bit. And the, the Rams are just, they put, it's, it's funny because the Rams put so much into this, right? Win now, but they are struggling. Like they're, they're the type of team that if they somehow make the playoffs, they're getting bounced in the first round. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they don't play a sustainable level of football that, you know, that could, that, that can win playoff games, at least this year. Last year, you could say, no. you could probably say something different, but this year, no. Like Matthew Stafford looks shot. His arm looks shot. Can't, he, I think he completed like barely over fifty percent of his passes um, against the against the Bucks this past Sunday. I think most of his passing yards came on that one busted coverage to Cooper Cup for that yeah. seventy yard touchdown. But outside of that, he was awful. Right? He was awful. Uh, yeah, that, that, yeah. That offense is just it, it's it's a joke. Another another embarrassing I, offense to watch. And the problem with them is like I don't see him getting like let's say even outside of this year, right next year. What are you gonna do with all the contracts? With you trade all your draft picks away, so I, what are you gonna do? You're gonna have to trade someone like Jalen Ramsey or something like that. You gotta get something back. Like you have to. I don't know what they're gonna do to look good again, but man, it's and the Rams are. It's like you put all your chips in, but it's like uh, it's kind of like one of the people who like like in Dynasty League, for example, you trade all your picks away. You think you have a contender, then you realize real quickly you need to be in rebuild mode. But you trade yeah. all your picks away, you got yep. that opportunity. You're in the middle anymore. of the pack. You're, you're, you're like, like, pack. Yeah, you're like, you're like six and eight, seven and yep. seven. <laughs> that's all the all the all the first round picks for next year have been spoken for, so you're asked yeah. out. Yep, yeah. that's that, that's what they. Yeah, that's pretty much the situation there. And they're saying that Sean McVay might not be around for all that. He said he's going to retire early. If, if they, hey, I don't, I wouldn't blame him. And if he retires, then Stafford might be like, "Hey, I'm out of here." And you know, Aaron uh, Aaron Donald already was like already one foot out the door. So yeah, if I don't get my coach, I might as well peace out too. So he's like, if the core is not intact, I'm out. <laughs> and, yeah. yeah, they might not be good again until like what 2025, 2026. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that rebuild's going to be. A, Look, but ugly. let's 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 just start talking about crappy offenses. Let's talk about a somewhat good offense in Seattle, uh, led by running back Kenneth Walker. How about how about the the seasons that he's having? Five straight games with a touchdown. Um, had another 109 yards and two touchdowns against the Cardinals. You know, dominating. Uh, and to think, you know, I, me, me, Gene and I talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Can you imagine? He was like fourth string going into the season, uh, behind right. guys like Travis Homer, DJ Dallas. Uh, right. and, and obviously Rashad Penny, he was fourth or third or fourth on the depth chart. And now this is this guy is probably going to win a lot of people a lot of leagues, um, in fantasy this year. He was drafted, right. I think, ninth or tenth round, and he's yeah. he's an RB1 every single week. Every yeah, single he's week. at he's absolutely a league winner, he's the definition of a league winner. Like you say, he was going in the tenth round in a bunch of leagues. Yeah. And I think one of the things about fantasy football in general, it for the most part, 
talent wins out eventually, right? So we knew that Kenneth Walker in college, he was extremely talented. He went to Seattle. I think people were nervous about Seattle and people, his knock was, oh, he doesn't catch passes. And that's one of the reasons why a lot of people didn't want him. And obviously people wanted Brees Hall, who was also dope, but people were off of Kenneth Walker because he wasn't a pass catcher. But clearly we've seen running backs similar to Nick Chubb, Derek Henry. Like, you don't need to necessarily catch passes if you're just that fucking dude, you know, excuse yeah. my language. But if you're that yeah. dude, then again, like it doesn't matter. So he obviously quickly, he's the most, he was always the most talented running back on the team. And it sucks that Rashad Petty had to get hurt for him to get his shine. But listen, man, Kenneth Walker, he's somebody that's stock is rising every single week. He's going to continue to be an RB1. I don't see why. And look, Seattle is a I feel like everyone misread the Seattle situation. Everyone assumed they were going to be trash. I thought they were going to be trash. Yeah. And now they're one of the, the hottest, the best teams in the league. Geno Smith is balling now. DK Lockett, they're still looking good. They're still getting putting up their numbers. So yeah, I mean, Ken Walker, he's gonna be he's gonna be first round pick next year. You know, he's gonna be going in the first round. Plenty of yeah. either early first, either in the first round or early second. But yeah, early he's second, yeah. Mid he's second, been, probably, yeah. Yeah, I mean, but we'll see. I mean, if he continues his run, who knows? But, <laughs> but no, yeah. I agree with what you're saying. I mean, right yeah. now he's RB6 since week five. Since basically since he's been a star, he's RB, he's RB6. He's one of six running backs that scored over 100 points in that same span. So unbelievable. Seems like he rips off a big run every single week, scores a touchdown every, every single week. So yeah, man. He's, he's like an automatic RB1, um, you know, every single week. But just just really quick though, uh, let's touch on the Vikings. Um, they just got T.J. Hawkinson from the from the Lions in a bizarre trade. I still don't understand why the Lions did that. Uh, but before before the game, we did hear Mike uh, uh, Kevin O'Connell say that T.J. Hawkinson is going to play a lot. You know, a lot. You know, sometimes we you, you tend to not believe these coaches when they say, "Oh, so and so is going to play a lot. So and so is going to play this amount." But he actually did play a lot, <laughs> and he, he caught nine passes for seventy yards in his debut for the Vikings, and they needed every last one of those yards to beat the uh, to beat the Washingtons. I refuse to call them the Commanders. I refuse to call them. I refuse to call them the Commanders, but the Washingtons, yeah. Um, and then obviously in that game as well, Justin Jefferson finally got back into the end zone um, since week one. Well, he, his first receiving touchdown uh, since week one. He did have a rushing touchdown in London against the Saints, but. His first receiving touchdown, so it's good to see that. See, you know, see the gritty and everything. And he had another 115 yards, so he's you know con- continuing his his wide receiver one status there. So it was good to kind of see the Vikings in that regard get back on track. But Kirk Cousins throughout that game had opportunities and just didn't capitalize on them. Yeah, as much as yeah. he should have. But uh, I just wanted to kind of briefly touch on those two players because they had pretty good games. Um, and, uh, despite Kirk Cousins being meh, very very meh. Yeah, I, I feel like yeah, he he definitely had a mad game. I feel like Kirk Cousins is always one of those quarterbacks that's never not great, but he doesn't suck either. He's like your stat. If you're comparing your quarterback, I feel like you should be comparing him on the Kirk Cousins like meter. Like, is he better than Kirk Cousins or is he worse than Kirk Cousins? Because yeah. he's like yeah. right there in the middle. But he didn't have a great game. But going to yeah, Justin Jefferson. We know he's that dude. It, it just he should have had a, a lot more touchdowns. I know he had that brief dip of hey, what's going on? But we've seen him like he's still getting the yards. He's still involved. He's still that. He's still the wide receiver one of the team. So you never worry about him. You're starting yeah. him every week. Not much to say about him. I think it's. I mean, some of the other guys like Dalvin Cook. He looked really good. I mean, despite you know the way the offense looked, Dalvin Cook scored. I mean, and T.J. Hawkinson was shocking. I feel like him. 
I was not expecting him to be that involved. I think most people probably even sat him. Like you just got to the team and you're that involved already. I think that's just bodes well for the rest of the season. Like, okay, like TJ Hawkinson's value just skyrocketed. So I was not expecting that at all. Yeah. And it also look I'm looking at Irv Smith like, what the hell? Like oh, he's why can why can't have this been why can't have this been you like before yeah. you got hurt? Talent. You know, I don't I mean to me, I think that's what it goes to talent, right? Because if you think of it, because if let, let's look, you this guy just got to the team and you're feeding him like this, but you couldn't feed Irv Smith. I think there's some th- something to say about that. I don't know if it's a matchup thing, but maybe we just misjudged Irv. Maybe we just thought he was more talented than he was because it speaks volumes that this dude that just got to the team is fed like this, but Irv has like. When's the last time you had a stat line this, like this? Never, never, <laughs> never. So I think that I think that kind of clears our idea of okay, maybe Irv just wasn't that guy. Yeah, and Irv, and Irv wasn't a top ten pick like Hawkinson was. So yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, that 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 also has to kind of factor in. Um, but the last thing we want to talk about it was some news that just came out uh, yesterday. Um, the Colts obviously firing Frank Reich, and then naming and then naming Jeff Saturday. As their interim head coach, just real quick, what are what are you guys' thoughts on that? I have my thoughts, but what are you guys' thoughts? Just really quick. I'll let Gene. You could you could go first. I have a lot to yeah. say, but Gene, you could go first. Let me go. Let me go first. All right. So, um, Jeff Saturday, who was a consultant for the Colts during the season, um, and he gets the job. I mean the the presser with 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 Jeff uh, Jim Ursay was pretty much give gave you the whole story because this dude. I don't know if he was like. On some on some yeah. white stuff beforehand <laughs> or what, but he was just like, yeah. Out I mean, there. since two thousand, we were like top quadrant of the quadrant of of wins. I was like, huh? Like, okay, if gone. that's true, but the quadrant of the quadrant or whatever how he wanted to say it, just I don't know, man. Um, on on that presser, it was just really confusing. But in terms of the hire itself, I thought it was a bad. It's a bad hire. It's a bad look for. For you to bring in a, a a consultant who you had, you know your whole staff, your offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, the interim offensive coordinator. I mean, all the positional coaches, and you just pick up this, the random consultant because he used to play for your for your franchise. The person that you want to lead because he didn't have any any experience is a good thing. I, I don't know, man. I think I don't think he knows what he's doing. And then the person that's going to be running the offense is somebody that's. Never called a play in a day in his life. So well, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's I think it's bad. I think it's bad. I don't want to play anybody. If I have any of these guys on my roster, I'm not playing anybody except for Jonathan Taylor. You can't fuck up running the ball. So I don't even know if you can play Jonathan it. Taylor to be quite honest. <laughs> <laughs> is he I mean, we don't even know if he's healthy, right? We don't even know if he's fully. Yeah, healthy. that's true. But yeah. An ankle yeah. that ankle injury is probably gonna be another week or another week or two at least. But um, you know, but it, yeah, it, it's just it's just a bad look overall because you know it just it kind of it kind of speaks to the the whole like you know Jim Irsay just being super impulsive, right? You know, yep. and, they, and they haven't and 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 Frank Reich, he's a good coach. He is a good coach, um, and I think honestly he got a raw deal because each of the, like the last five years they've had five different starting quarterbacks. So you can't really, I mean, how how can you really be successful if you're if you're you know churning out quarterbacks like that every single week? Or every single year, um, and they have not recovered since Andrew Luck retired. I mean, that's I mean, ultimately, that's what it boils down to. They were pretty stable as an organization 
when Andrew Luck was there, you know, maybe, you know, they, they were making the playoffs here, making the playoffs there, but then he just, you know, suddenly retired and it's just been downhill since they haven't been able to find a quarterback. Um, and, you know, they benched Matt Ryan midseason. I don't, I don't I mean, he wasn't that good. Matt Ryan wasn't that good. His, his arm was shot, but at least you, you, you kind of let him see, you know, see through the, you know, the rest of the season to see, you know, what, where, he, where it takes you. Because honestly, are they even out of the playoff race or in terms of like a division? Are they even out? Uh, I don't think I, they are. They're, they're not out, but I mean, like, it's not likely, but let's. It's not likely, yeah. but they're not mathematic, mathematically eliminated quite yet because the Titans, I mean, they they have their quarterback concerns as well, right? I mean, in Jacksonville, they, yeah, they just beat the, you know, the Raiders, but they're, what, two and six or three and six or whatever the record is. Um, and then the Texans are the Texans. So, I mean, that division is still, like, kind of up for grabs. Yeah. Um, they're and, still, and, they ha- they're on the bubble because, I mean, they got that tie. So. Yeah, and Sam and Sam Ellinger is not starting quarterback. He's not. He's not an NFL quarterback. Uh, you it, might as well put Nick Foles in. I you, feel like, you you gotta, like I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. Like they need to put Nick Foles in there. If they're if, if you're just basically going to banish Matt Ryan to the bench for the rest of the season, just put Nick Foles in there. He's an actual NFL quarterback. He'll oh, probably beat you a lot. Like, but if you're trying to tank, then you put Sam Ellinger. Well, no, but I mean, do we do we know they're trying to tank? Oh, we don't, well, actually, <laughs> hey, I, take I take that back. I take that back. Hey, I mean, yeah. they're telling us what hiring, they're telling hiring, us. But. Hiring Jeff Saturday. I, yeah, but, it's, but to me, it's bizarre because it was like you guys already talked about the fact that you didn't elevate anyone else on your team, but you went out and you got this dude who's working for ESPN. I know he's a consultant. He's working for ESPN. Yes, he's an offensive lineman. It's one thing. If you hired him to be your offensive lineman coach, cool. No one would have batted an eye. It would have made complete sense. But you, man, this man has no coaching experience. You bring him out. And this is the first time that. Also, Jim Ursay just fired a coach like midseason. I heard I saw something like that on yep. Twitter. But just the just the idea, because like, okay, like Frank Wright, like you should just let him play out. You bring this dude in. And then the person who's gonna call passes is the assistant QB coach. Not even the QB coach, the assistant QB coach is going to call plays. He's never called plays before. It's just like, and then you're starting Sam Ellinger. It's it's a, a complete disaster. It's an absolute complete disaster. And I feel bad for Jeff Saturday because he agreed to it. But he, if, if he's, I don't see him being successful. The Raiders, the Raiders should win this game by, they're a terrible defense, but they should win this game by 30. Like it's an absolute train wreck. And it's just something where like, if you're the Col- if you're a Colts fan, you're just hope you're just waiting for the season to be over because there's nothing you can't start anybody. You can't start Pit- even Pittman. I don't want to start Pittman. Is the only reason you want to start anyone is that they're losing so badly, they just have to throw to catch up. That's the only like th- reason why you want to play these things. Well, who knows? Maybe Jeff Saturday comes in here, performs a miracle, and somehow they look competent. I don't think so. I think it's going to be an absolute disaster, and it's just. They have to be tanking. I just Jim Ursay, I think, is just doing his franchise a disservice with all these decisions that they're making after the season starts. And look, maybe they're trying to get Sean Payton. Maybe after this, maybe. They, um, but if I'm Sean, what do you want that? They're going to have a top pick, so maybe that's why. I don't know if they're going to be high enough to get you know a Bryce Young or CJ Shroud, but yeah, it's going to be. I think they're in competition with Houston. Like, who's going to be the worst team at this point, right? Houston, Houston's winning the race, so they're going to get their pick of QB. But it's not a great situation. Yeah, 
pretty gross. Pretty gross. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and get and get to the fantasy MVP and LVP of this week. MVPs, we got two of them. I know I put one in and, and Ike put one, but both of them are definitely deserving. The first one is Justin Fields, somebody a quarterback that we've been hoping and praying for him to turn up, and he's definitely been doing that, especially Ike. I know Ike has been the captain of that on this show for sure. Uh, we just saw Justin Fields put on the most rushing yards for a quarterback in NFL history with 178. And then he also had three passing touchdowns to Cole Komet, another player we thought who was just dead to rights. And he's this last two weeks, he's been he's been alive. Uh, the last five weeks, this um, we've seen Justin Fields basically be quarterback. He's been QB1 the last five weeks, man. And I, I think really, I mean, it's not like they're throwing more. It's, it's just the fact that they're allowing him to run more is, is the thing that's really turned this thing around for not only for the Bears, but for him as you know, confidence and seeing this offense move and progress. So um, and then the other very other player, Joe Mixon. Overall. Yep. Very efficient overall. You're right. And then the other player, Joe Mixon, without even, I mean, five touchdowns, bro. 200, Crazy. 211 scrimmage yards. I don't, there's really nothing else to say. Just. <laughs> Everybody just sat back and just watched the show. Honestly, the the Panthers were just on their backs the whole time, like just not even fighting, fighting it. Just, you know, go ahead. You know, I'm I'm actually <laughs> lucky that I only played against Joe Mixon in one league, and it's a league that I don't really care about, and it's not for money. So, thankfully, oh. all of my money leagues didn't have to play against Joe Mixon. So, um, but yeah, he 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 uh, he lit it up. But um, obviously, we have to. You know, kind of switch gears a little bit. LVP. We always we always have to have an LVP, and we're gonna go with Kyler Murray for this one. Um, you know, I said this on Twitter. That Cardinals offense looks the same every week. Like they they, wow. they start out like shit. Um, you know, well this this past week they start out with a touchdown, and they just reverted back to you know the norm, how they normally look. Like you know penalties, you know false start penalties and uh, miscues, uh, overthrows, can't run the ball like. Always basically playing, uh, you know, it, it's almost like they're playing like a pickup game of, of every of game, every game. Like, what do they do? do? Do they like what do they do during practice? I'm, I'm, I gen, I, I'm curious. I'm super curious. I want to know like what they do during practice because it just when they come out to play or when they come out to like you know to you know every series they they just look so disorganized. Like Kyler, Kyler's basically calling calling the routes on the go, uh, calling routes on the go. Like like it's just like a flag football game. And then, and then the, I was, was going to say that, yeah. Flat, and then the, and then the it looks referee, like football. yeah. And then the referee is just like, yeah, you got ten, nine, eight. <laughs> <laughs> and, then and then they're and they're hurry, trying to hurry up and get the, but yeah, seven out of his ten drives ended with ten or less yards. Yeah, they had two touchdowns, but you know, and then another another drive ended with a fumble. Like it's just, it's it's so bad to like watch that offense. And I, I think Cliff, I mean, the, the the Cardinals just fell three and six. I think Cliff, he's 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 the next coach. He needs to go. He needs he, to go, bro. He definitely he does. I agree. He, he definitely I don't care. Go. I don't care that they just paid him. He needs to go, bro. He gotta go. <sighs> get him out of here, bro. He, it's yeah, over. Get time. him out of here. Get him he out. He shouldn't have gotten the job in the first place. I'll be honest with you. He shouldn't have gotten the job in the first place. Nope. Yeah, he, he failed. He, he failed up. He failed up to get the job. He did. He yeah. definitely did. All right. So enough of that. So our next segment: cap or no cap. Um, basically, cap. Uh, obviously, if you guys have not uh, been here, cap is another word for lying. So, if I said that Troy King has a full head of hair, Gene would say what? 
<laughs> I will say cap. Yeah, listen, bro. He's part of the ball brigade. Listen, bro, I let it shine. Hey, I'm, hey, I'm right there with you, baby. Right there with I you. Got, look, I know, man. That's what I'm saying. I let it shine, boy. <laughs> let it shine. All right, first question uh, or first statement. Uh, DeAndre Swift can stay in my starting lineups. Cap or no cap? Troy, let's go ahead and start with you. I hate this question, bro. I feel like... I'll play. I, I feel like I'm a, I'm a DeAndre Swift. I'm at least playing him as a flex. So I'll say, I'll say no cap. I mean, I, it sucks because I hate starting him, but it's just I'm probably gonna play him. Like his, he has the upside, right? Even on limited touches, we know if he's active, he he doesn't need a lot of touches to make a you know fancy impact or break one for a long run. So I'm playing him. Yeah, sadly, I'm. I had to co-sign, man. I don't like. I don't like playing him, but you, the the potential of him breaking one is always there. He doesn't ever get any of the inside the inside the five carries. They always go to Jamal Williams. Um, he doesn't get any of the shortened down distance when they need to convert for a first down. Uh, this past week, he didn't play any of the two minute offense. I mean, just like all the peripherals say, no. But because he's such a game breaker, that you're just gonna play him, man. I mean. Yeah. He only has six touches on ten on ten snaps, bro. Like, that's not a player you want to start. But you gotta He's go flex. Like, yeah, he's just one of them players, man. Um, you do it, you do it unw- unwillingly for sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm with you guys. It's a it's a it's a no cap for me. I'm I'm starting him because if nothing else, he's the most efficient running back in the league in terms of uh, on a per touch basis. On a per yeah. touch basis, yards created yeah. per touch, he's number one in the league. The yards per touch. Number one in the league, um, you know, you know, breakaway run rate number one in the league. So he's when he gets the ball in his hands, like he he makes some shit happen. Uh, and you know, he ran seven routes, had four targets, <laughs> had four targets. Yeah. So his target rate was relatively high, five touches for fifty yards. Um, so uh, on only ten snaps. So if you have that kind of efficiency, and I think Dan Campbell on Monday said that he's going to give DeAndre Swift a little bit more. This upcoming week, so whatever that means remains to be seen. It does have a good matchup against the Bears. The Bears have their Bears defense has been shredded over the last couple of games. They just traded, obviously, they just traded their best player, uh, best defensive player, and Roquan Smith, and they traded Quinn. So look, I, I I think I think there's an opportunity for Swift to you know to kind of get back into you know the fantasy manager's good graces. So I think it's is a, a no cap. All right, so our second and last question, Justin Fields, who we just talked about earlier, is a top five quarterback rest of season, cap or no cap? No cap. No cap. Don't even play with no this cap. one. Don't even yeah, play with this unanimous. one. Don't even play. Unanimous. No cap. Get it over with. He is a – yes. And my, my, my bold prediction at the very beginning of the year, Justin Fields is going to be the top eight quarterback. That's going to smash. That's going to smash. Um, it's looking like it. It's going to smash. Like it. Over the last five weeks – QB 13, QB 8, QB 5, QB 5, and overall QB 1. And he has the Lions this week, who is bas- who are basically, they are one of the worst defenses in the league at defending basically every position group you can think of. So fire him up rest of the season. Justin Fields, top five quarterback. Yeah, he's QB 7 right now, even though he started like the first what, quarter of the season ass. So yeah. we, we're here. All right. Let's get to the next segment. Talk to me nice. No barbecue chicken alert. 
This is matchups that we're going to attack for the week. The first one, I mean, I guess I already kind of touched on is Justin Fields versus the Detroit defense. Uh, terrible, terrible, terrible defense. I know the the Detroit Lions, what they're trying to do to kind of hide the defense is, you know, run the ball a lot more than they did at the beginning of the year, but still not still not really working unless you play the Packers, obviously. So um, <laughs> Detroit, they've given up the fourth most points to the quarterback and wide receiver positions. So you could potentially put play Mooney if you haven't really been playing him, um, even through the bye weeks. We've seen uh, Detroit just been shredded and shredded by just about everybody. Uh, I mean, even Aaron Rodgers was asked, but he still almost put up 300 yards uh, this past week. So uh, the Detroit defense is 26 and rush pass and pass DVOA. Uh, we've also seen Fields average 67 yards per game and have at least seven carries in each of the games uh, he's played. Um, so, you know, fire up Justin Fields this week. Um, another team that we want to look at is uh, Saquon versus Houston. I know we've been saying this pretty much all year is that Houston is like auto. You play whoever the running back is because this, this defense is this rush defense is not good at all. Uh, last in rush DVOA, last in rushing yards allowed per game at 154, last in fantasy points allowed per game at 33.3 points per last in fantasy points allowed per game in red zone to running backs at 12. And then Saquon is number three in the league in red zone touches. So, I mean, if they're in there, then you know, I mean, we, you know what's going to happen, <laughs> clearly. Yeah, uh, just a, to a ask general, <laughs> yeah, just real quick, a general rule of thumb on the show is fade the Texans and fade the Lions defenses because I, I, the, I agree with that. I mean, like it, they're they're basically automatic um, every week to to get smashed, and this Saquon's no different. He's off of a bye. He's rested, so I know he was kind of he's kind of breaking down a little bit towards the uh, you know towards the towards the bat, you know the, the latter half of the um, of the first part of the season uh, he had a lot of volume so he's getting a much needed rest and now he's going to smash uh, coming out of the gates i think he's going to put up 150 so i'm I'm waiting to see what his rushing prop is going to be i'm assuming it's gonna be like 79 and a half to like 83 something along those lines take the over the over <laughs> take the over fresh off a of buy like take the over please Right now, on Prize Picks is at ninety and a half. So oh, like, they already know. They yeah, already I, I, yeah, I think I'm already gonna. I think I'm gonna lock that one in, man. I think yeah, lock it in before it goes higher. Before it goes any yeah. higher. Yeah, not even wasting no more time. And then a couple more things about Saquon before we move on to the next one. Saquon is one of seven running backs that average over twenty touches per game, and then Saquon is second on that list with basically twenty four touches per game. So, and then also Saquon is first in snap share, opportunity share, and yards created. And number two in carry. So all to say, play him everywhere. You know, put your money take on the him. Overs. Yeah, take the overs on everything, honestly. So and then two more that I want to touch on really quick. Kate Otten versus Seattle's uh, defense versus t- tight ends. They're, they're giving up the second most fantasy points per game to tight ends, second most reception yards per game to tight ends, the highest yards per reception to tight ends. And, and Tampa Bay is ninth in in tight end target. So if Kate Naughton is the number one, I'm not sure what Cameron Bright is going to be, but uh, if he's going to be healthy or not, but whoever, whoever's going to be healthy, just start them. I, mean, I don't think, I don't think Cameron Bright's going to be healthy at all because he has, a, I think he has still has a neck injury um, that he's really, okay. He, yeah. That he's sustained against the chiefs uh, back in like yeah. week four, week five. So okay. uh, Kate Naughton's going to, he's going to continue to see you know, a lot of, 
you know, a lot of targets from Brady, and especially with Brady's, you know, lower A dot this year. I think, you know, K dot yep. will benefit greatly off of that um, with those, those, a lot of those short area targets since that yep. passing game is not like throwing the ball down the field or taking chances down the field. You are right about that. All right. And the last one, this is another defense that we've been talking about the last few weeks in terms of uh, auto smash whenever uh, in terms of running back to one against his defense is, is going to be Christian McCaffrey versus the Chargers. The Chargers have allowed the second most rush yards per game to running backs at 134. <laughs> the second, mo- second most fantasy points allowed to running backs at 30.3. The most rush yards per carry allowed at six. Uh, not 29th in rush DVOA. And then since since the trade of uh, so week seven, week eight for C-Mac, he's scored 50 points, uh, fantasy points, which is RB11 uh, right now. So that's, I mean, that's only two games compared to a lot of other running backs that played three. So, you know, just giddy up, whatever. I, and I think his rushing prop right now on price picks is 75 and a half. Yeah, it's pretty low. It's pretty low for him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's pretty low. I might, I might have to dabble in that one also. Yeah, so, you, you better do that. Yeah. All right. So all right, but, that's all the all the matches that we need to talk about, man. Yeah. So just uh, you know, kind of switching gears to the Thursday night game. Uh, we're getting Atlanta versus Carolina part two. Um, I know the first game was thrilling. <laughs> it was very thrilling. It was very entertaining. Um, you know, Carolina there. Atlanta is a three point road favorite. Over under is forty three and a half. Two bad quarterbacks. PJ Walker was embarrassing. We, we we honestly we could have put him as the LVP uh, this past this past uh, for, uh, for 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 this week. I think he, he was like three of, three of nine for like I don't know. Did he, did he complete like twenty yards worth of throws at it all? Was, it was terrible. it was uh, I think nine yards. Nine yards. Three yeah three three passes for nine yards and like multiple interceptions or something like that. They were down forty two to nothing. At one point, like it was, it, it, um, <laughs> and you know, he's starting the, this week. <laughs> the only guy that I'm probably going to start is obviously Cordero Patterson. He came back, had two touchdowns, so he looked really good in his return. Outside of that, do you really want to start DJ more? I mean, maybe Deontay DJ Foreman. Moore. I'll play Deontay Foreman. Deontay Foreman, yeah. Deontay yeah. Foreman, um, possibly DJ Moore, but you can definitely bench Drake London. And probably you can bench oh, Kyle Pitts as much. Uh, Drake London has been so ass, man. Yeah. He started yeah. off the season hot, but he's been terrible. Like, is that his fault, though? Is that it's his not his fault, fault, man? It's yeah. not his fault. They just don't, throw, man, they don't, throw, the, they just don't uh, throw the ball enough to to warrant. And, you know, you have to. You know, anytime you 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 need to get uh, Olamide to Zacchaeus in the game and get him targets, <laughs> get him routes. You got to do it, right? You got to do it. You know, the, the, the bird. Bird. <laughs> the bird. you got to get those guys targets over Drake one. I mean, you have to. I mean, that, that's crazy. Bro. Golly, it's 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 frustrating to watch that offense. That's why, like, you know, starting Kyle Pitts is is just a, a risky proposition every week. So I'd rather mm-hmm. just keep him on the bench because, I mean, look, if you keep him on the bench and he goes off, I mean, it's going to be, uh, you know, and an it's going to be an act of God for him to go off. Um, is you know, as much as I love Kyle Pitts, I don't think he's worth. He, he, you can't start him. You can't start him. You can't start any pass catcher in Atlanta uh, until until Desmond Ritter maybe gets in there. And who knows? Maybe I don't know if they'll they'll turn him into a you know. A, he might be worse. You know, even he might be worse. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to say. We, we already know Mariota's terrible, but man, uh, 
can 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 he can he be worse? Can Ritter be worse than, than Mariota? But what's crazy I is I don't think they're not benching Mariota because they're right there for the division lead. The whole division yeah, is so bad that like yeah, they're yeah. they're tied. I think they're tied like four and what four and five or whatever. So like they're yeah. right there. The they could the, be on top of the division. Yeah, the Bucks have the tiebreaker over them because they beat them. Yeah, so, but I'm saying like yeah, he's not going to get benched because they're so close. Yeah. It's disgusting, but yeah, he's going to yeah. be the starter. Yeah, <laughs> what, whatever right, so, they're doing is apparently working. So yeah, they they have no reason to make changes, right? No reason to make changes. None. That's All right, crazy. so guys, do we do we just agreed that CPAT and maybe Foreman are the only guys we're starting? And DJ Moore and I'll DJ, play Moore. DJ Moore. You got okay. he, he, the, the the top receiver there. I mean, we 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 yeah. saw what he did. We saw what he did with PJ Walker in the last game, right? I mean, even yeah. before that hail mary throw, he had five for ninety. So he was still he was still you know getting down the field and getting targets and uh, and having having some decent production. So I, I would probably put um, DJ Moore there too. So to the last segment of the show, we're going to hit on some of the Sunday and Monday games. First game, I think this should be interesting for a fantasy perspective is the Vikings versus the Bills. Steadily seeing this line drop a little bit because of the Josh Allen potentially not playing because of the elbow injury. Uh, we've been hearing, I know Jeff, that's part of the injury, our injury guy, part of DD's. He's been kind of saying in the Discord that he's surprised that that he's probably going to be playing because of the concern of the injury. Like I said, we, we're seeing Vegas start dropping the line. It was, I think it was seven for the Bills. Now it's dropped to five. Obviously, if he plays, you're going to start Josh Allen. Take the Vikings money line. That's what that's telling me. (laughs) (laughs) Betting wise, there you go. You're probably you're still going to start Diggs on the Bill side. You're you're kind of scared, honestly, because even after he was holding his elbow during the game last game, he still launched the ball like 70 yards after that. So perfect, bro. That hit Gabe Davis in the chest. Gabe, oh my god, let's not even. I don't even want to get on. I don't even want to get on Gabe Brick Ans Davis, man. But was his sauce gone, or he was. He, I think that was defensive, you know, pass interference. But that's it. It, it, it was kind. It, it, it was. I don't know. It, it was. It was kind of bang bang. He wasn't impeding his progress from catching the ball. It literally hit uh-huh. him in the chest. It hit him. In the he should have caught it, but he should have caught him. I agree. But yeah. 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 On the biking side, um, I know we talked about the T.J. Hawkinson blow up from out of nowhere. So he's ready to go. So you're going to be starting him. Obviously, you're starting Jets. You're starting Cook. I know the Bills' run defense has been pretty good, mostly uh, pretty much all of the year. You're also going to start Cousins, but is there anybody else I'm missing in terms of fantasy wise that we're going to be um, that we're going to be starting? Like maybe Adam Thielen, if you feel confident with nah, him. I, 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 he's a flex play, <laughs> but there's not there's not one else I really need to start. Honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. You, you pretty much touched on all the important guys, but another guy we want to kind of look at is uh, potentially Naheem Hines to see how he's integrated. Mm. He didn't. He played like two snaps, but didn't get a target or a carry. So maybe he's yeah. just kind of still working his way into that offense. So maybe he gets integrated a little bit more um, on passing downs this week. So that's kind of one thing that we um, that I want to at least see and watch for in this game. All right. Next game, Jags versus Chiefs. I believe this is the highest over under currently at 50 and a half. They definitely have the, the Chiefs weighted to win this game. I know the first question I have is, do we do we see more of Tony? Um, being used since it being another week of him being in his offense. Uh, we saw him only run six routes out of possible 78 la- uh, versus the Titans. Um, I mean, we saw Mahomes throw to 11 different receivers, 12 different receivers, but 11 of them caught a ball. For me, it sounds like a mess. I don't know if I want to 
I don't want to start him if I don't have to. The only pass catchers I'm starting is Juju and well, actually, it's three of them. It's going to be Kelsey, Juju, and Hardman. Hardman scored a touchdown three three games straight now. So yeah, outside of that, I don't think I want to mess with anything until stuff starts clearing up. Because I mean, if you throwing, if you got eleven different players catching balls, I mean, I don't even want to. I don't want to go through that rabbit hole trying to figure it out. So and then but, on the Jags side, go ahead. Real, real quick on the on the Mahomes, he threw sixty eight passes. So I think he that kind of yeah. has something to do with him. You know getting through 11 different receivers the ball. So I don't think he's going to – obviously, he's not going to throw 68 passes every single week. So I think if you cut that down to like 40, 45, um, it'll probably be more along the lines of what we're expecting, you know, just Juju, uh, Kelsey, and, and, and Hardman, and maybe a couple of passes out of the backfield from, one of the, from a couple of the running backs. But outside of that, I think that's probably how the target distribution is going to go. But 68 passes, 11 different receivers, that's – basically an anomaly he was i think he was a couple of passes away from setting the single game nfl record uh yeah. for past attempts <laughs> in the game so yeah I, I don't think he's gonna pass that much again yeah and then on the jack side you got christian kirk is kind of woken up a little bit uh you're probably gonna play zay jones and flex if you need him uh, you're gonna play travis Etienne. he's been balling the last three weeks so um Outside of that, I don't know who else we're, we're going to be playing here. You got any? Did I miss anybody? Y'all got anybody else that you might be interested in playing? Nah, I, I think I, I feel you. Can. Evan Ingram, maybe you can play Evan Ingram. Yeah, I know All he's right. dealing with a back injury, so it'd be in, if he's trying to track that. Yeah, yeah, we'll see what the practice participation is on uh, for for that. But yeah, I don't. I mean, don't really. The Jags are pro- obviously they're going to be trailing in this game. And there's going to be a, a lot of pass volume. Maybe Zay Jones, poten- yeah, potentially Zay Jones. But, you know, outside of that, I don't really, I'm not really excited to play any <laughs> Jacks pass catchers. Yeah. I'm not really excited mm-hmm. to do that. Um, but, you know, the, the, the main one, the main guys, ETN and Kirk, those are the guys that you really feel, that you at least feel confident and strong enough in to, to, to say, all right, I'm starting these guys every week. Yeah. Outside of that, crapshoot. All right. Next game, we got the Lions and Bears. I got this game because we got two bad defenses. You know, the Bears have traded away their two best defensive players, and they've been giving up giving up the cheeks ever since then. So we should see a lot of points scored in this one. We, I mean, we just talked about how Justin Fields has been revitalized his last five weeks because of a lot of the, the work that he's been able to do on the ground. Um, we're probably going to start Mooney. You might start Kamal. I know he, we've seen him score touchdowns in two – two weeks straight, but that's still, I don't feel that good about it. What do y'all think about Claypool or how, how y'all feel about that? We did see Claypool play a lot of snaps this past week, um, but he didn't really have much production. So do y'all feel good about putting him in your lineups or not? What, what, what are we looking there? No, I'm not <laughs> feeling good, but maybe if a desperation flex, I mean, if you're going to play him, it's a good, you know, it's a good matchup, obviously, but I don't know if he's, been with the team long enough to trust him, but you're hoping for like a long bomb or a touchdown if you're gonna play him. Yeah, and it, it does. It, it also helps that he's playing the Lions. So even if you do put him in the lineup, well, I mean, what's the worst that can happen? He's playing the Lions, right? He's playing the Lions. Yeah. Desperation flex. Um, hell, I mean, if you if you want to feel confident in him and and just go ahead and just put him in your lineup, see what happens. Just see yeah. what happens. Yeah, I know on the Lions side. We're going to be looking at Amara, who's basically been the the lone pass catcher that we can trust at this point. 
Um, I don't want to entertain any of those tight ends that they're circling around. None of them are are good enough. You're gonna start <laughs> well, Jamal. They both score. They both, yeah, score. They both score. Ridiculous, bro. Yeah, <laughs> I think they had four. I think they had like four tight ends that that played significant snaps. So I'm not. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Run hit, run um, heavy approach. Yeah, yeah. Jamal Williams because you know he's getting. If they get close to the goal line, you know he's gonna be the one getting the carries. And like we talked about earlier, we're gonna be starting Swift with. In our flex spot, kind of hesitant, but you already know what he can do if he gets a chance. Um, yep. Anybody else? Is there anybody else that you want to dabble in the the, the Khalif Raymond sweepstakes or the uh, <laughs> the, the who? The yeah. I don't want to. If I don't have to, <laughs> I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> Next game. All right, Troy. We got we got the Browns and Dolphins. Man, forty eight and a half over under. So we they're expecting points. Uh, the Browns defense has not really been that good. And with the Dolphins coming, uh, with them going to to Miami, you know they're gonna have to they're gonna have to get their hydration on because boys, they're gonna be they're gonna be playing in the track meet for sure. Um, you you got Hill and Waddle swallowing up all the targets. Uh, I think we've seen Hill the past three weeks. He's he's had a over fifty percent target per route run, which is crazy, crazy, crazy. Oh, it don't on, even man. make sense, man. Look, you're playing that, everyone, everyone on both sides, both teams. You're playing yeah, everybody. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a, a, a fireworks show um, in South Florida. So I'm, I'm, a, I, I'm gonna target this game, um, in, in a lot of my, uh, a lot of my parlays, a lot of overs. Yeah. It, this is gonna be a fun game to watch because that Browns yeah. offense is not bad at all. It's not bad. Bad. It's They're not bad at all, man. I mean, I like, I'm I like this at game this, a lot. Looking at that Jalen Waddle prize picks, if you're already interested, seventy and a half. Right. Seventy and a half. Yeah. What yeah. is wrong with them? Are they are they drunk? Shh, don't tell them, man. Don't yeah, tell them. I'm like I'm locking that one in too. So oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, two, a two a two a two pick power play with him and somebody's super easy. I'm just gonna just retire tomorrow. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um on the brown side, are y'all y'all feel good in terms of playing? You no know, you you're gonna play Amari, obviously, because he can get open and um Percent like stone to him. I've heard Njoku has a chance if Njoku is able to play. I he said he's playing. Play him. He said he said himself. He said he's okay. He said himself he's playing. And I'm also playing People's Jones because uh, he's too. okay. Yeah. He yeah. can ha- yeah. he can have a couple of uh you know a couple of uh deep targets. Uh, he seems like he catches like a 30 yard pass every game. So I, I like yeah. People's Jones um, in yeah. this game yeah. too. And Chubb without you don't even that's auto. Yeah, you don't, you don't need to discuss you don't that. Even touch on the, the obvious ones, yeah. but yeah, People's yeah. Jones is, is is a sneaky, a sneaky flex play that I like. All I right, play Hunt. Yeah, you play. Yeah, Hunt? you play. Yeah, you play. Okay. Yeah. Like, just fire everybody up, man. Just fire everybody yeah. up. All right, in the last game we want to touch on before we get up out of here is the Chargers and 49ers, uh, 46 and a half over under. We've already talked about how bad the Chargers run defense is, uh, even though they they. Sign a bunch of players in the in the free agency and still didn't solve the issue. So you're definitely playing C Mac without even thinking about it. He's a priority in your lineup already. Um, but the Chargers mainly the Chargers just lost uh, um, a defensive tackle. Um, I think to a a knee injury, <sighs> and so injuries continue to pile up for them. Yeah, always. So I want to talk about the Chargers. So on the Chargers side, who are we even playing outside of Eckler, man? We're playing Eckler, we're playing Everett, we're playing Palmer. 
Is Keenan coming it. back? Is he back this week? Is he if he, if he's back? Do you want to play him? Listen, Keenan, oh that hamstring boy. I'm, I'm, yeah, that's I'm like the, that's like the hamstring from hell. Because he, cause I, I don't know what they said. It, he said that it that it uh, that he had a setback over the bye week. I don't know what was going on. You have a setback on the bye week, bro. Yeah, <laughs> like you're supposed to be chilling. Like exactly. you, you got one job. You got one job in the bye week, and that's to chill. Right. I mean, obviously that memo didn't get through to Xavier McKinney for the Giants. Uh, that's a whole other story. That's a whole other story there. But I'm just saying, like, what were you doing during the bye weeks where your where your hamstring didn't respond the way you wanted it to respond? But uh, but hey, everybody's different, so I, I can't even begin to to speculate on what he may or may not have been doing. But yeah, I think Josh Palmer is probably the only guy you're playing. Uh, yeah. I know Gerald Everett. Gerald Everett is getting volume. But he's not doing yep. anything with it. Yeah. Yep. I, he had yep. five catches for thirty-two yards. That's not going to get. Like, what? What am I supposed to do with that as a fantasy manager? I mean, as a tight end, <laughs> though, it's top ten. That's probably like tight end of the week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Top ten for a tight end. It's nothing, but hey, you might not get anything better than that. Yeah. If you're desperate, you can dabble in some DeAndre Carter. If you're yeah. if you're desperate, he I know he went five for like fifty something on like eight or nine targets himself. So that that won't be that could be somebody you can fill in your flex if you need it. 49ers side, I don't know if Debo's back. Uh, I know he's been dealing with a hamstring issue also himself. But you're playing Ayuk, you're playing Kittle. We've already and talked about C Mac. And, and that that's it. pretty much it. You ain't playing yep. nobody else from that offense. Yep. That, like, yep. That's where the ball's going. It's going to one of those five guys or four or five guys. Yep. That's yep. it. At least, at least for the 49ers offense, we know where the ball's going. We know we don't have to yep. expect um, you know, Ray Ray McLeod to get like two or three catches. We don't have to expect <laughs> Jawan Jennings to get three or four catches. We know that it's going to Kittle. We know it's going to Ayuk. We know it's going to Samuel. We know it's going to CMC. That's it. Yep. That's why I like the 49ers offense. Uh, yep. I, obviously, Jimmy G is not the best quarterback, but at least he knows how to get the ball to those guys. So, yeah. Yes, sir. Yep. And that is the end of the show. You know, I appreciate, again, Troy, Blue Check, King, to hop on here, you know, chop it up with us. <laughs> listen, Blue Check, guys, King, baby. <laughs> I like that nickname, guys. Well, I appreciate you guys having me on. It's been so much fun. I can't wait to do it again, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, it was, it was a good time. I appreciate you hopping on and, you know, just talking football with us. Ike, you got anything before we get up out of here? Yeah. Well, uh, again, like I said, from the outset of the show, uh, you know, once again, Troy, appreciate you jumping on. Uh, one year anniversary, off the line fantasy football, man. Uh, thank y'all for, you know, for, you know, if you if you were here from the very beginning, we appreciate y'all, you know, still tuning in and listening to us and chop it up every single week, uh, talking to fantasy football. Um, you know, we, we got a lot, we got a lot more milestones, uh, to climb, like I said, um, but yeah, continue to tap into the show, continue to tap in everything we're doing here at Destination Devi, um, and, you know, watch out for the newsletters, you know, watch out for all the content that we have going on, man. It's, it's, it's real dope. And we still got, we still got a lot of things in motion. So we appreciate y'all tuning in. Yes, sir. And again, Troy, you can find him Tuesday nights on the Destination Devi, uh, YouTube channel with, with LQ on the TL fantasy football show. You can also find him on Destination YouTube channel on Thursdays, halftime of, of the Thursday night games. You can follow him on Twitter at, at T uh, King Mode. Everywhere, you know, Twitter, Instagram, and pretty much uh, everywhere. TikTok, everywhere. Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> we appreciate y'all tapping in with us. And until next week, we'll holler at y'all. Make sure y'all 
mess with those those rosters, get your rosters ready for the playoff run. Let, let's get some W's, man. And take the overs against the uh the, the Texans and the Lions. Definitely. And Chargers. <laughs> and the Chargers. And Chargers. And the Chargers, Texans, Lions, period. <laughs> <laughs> He's All right, y'all.